Welcome to another episode of the Between the Mics podcast. I am your host, Ty Ferguson, and I'm joined again tonight by my good friend, Derek Shamley. And we're both coming to you tonight to break down Georgia's big dominant win last Saturday against the Arkansas Razorbacks and look forward to what should be a pretty exciting matchup in the Deep South's oldest rivalry this coming Saturday against the Auburn Tigers. So, Derek, just first off, just thanks for coming back on this week. Yeah, man, thanks for having me on. Excited to talk a little football, talk about the big one this week. Um, should be pretty fun. Yeah, absolutely. So let's just dive right into the recap. Obviously, Georgia's coming off a big win against Arkansas this last Saturday. Big 37-0 to zero win against the Razorbacks. I think just going up to what we talked about last week, you, myself, and Ryan, we all felt pretty confident that Georgia was going to win pretty handily. Um, we knew coming in that their bread and butter was in the run game. Like that's what they wanted to do on offense. And that's how they had been successful. Um, they had come into the game rushing for about 240 yards per game. Um, and just like we expected, Georgia completely shut that down. Um, they rushed for 75 yards on 29 carries. Um, that played a large part in the reason that Georgia was able to be so dominant. Just, stopping the run consistently against the team. That's all they want to do. Um, they don't have a very consistent passing attack. So that was the that's really set the tone for the game for me, just being able to bottle them up like we did. Yeah, we both knew that if they weren't going to get to that bread and butter, like you said, they were going to have to pass the ball. And I even kind of thought coming into the game, they might have to pass to beat us. And they only passed 13 times. So at least KJ Jefferson did. Uh, didn't work out well. Like you said, they rushed for 75 yards. Uh, on the flip side, we only threw it 11 times, and then we rushed for 273 yards. So definitely a, a big difference. I feel like we're really similar teams um, in a lot of ways, but I, I really feel like we do everything they're trying to do a little bit better uh, right now. But hats off to them. Uh, and respect to Arkansas, for sure. I just think they were a little outmatched this week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you touched on it, the way we were able to run the ball. So far this season, what we have been lacking, we've seen us. We've seen a downfield passing attack. We've seen us. We've seen Brock Bowers emerge. We've seen A.D. Mitchell make big plays, Lad McConkie in receiving. But we hadn't really had any consistent run game. We had lacked explosive plays, consistent push from the offensive line. And we got a complete reverse of that on Saturday's matchup. Our offensive line absolutely dominated dominated their defensive line the entire game, resetting line of scrimmage, consistently pushing guys three, five yards down the field. The running backs ran hard. Um, I know we Ryan kind of touched on it last week um, with a whole lot of James Cook hate, um, and James Cook ends up going – 12 for 87 and averaging 7.3. Um, yeah. So shout out, shout out to James Cook for listening to the podcast. Yeah, shout out thanks, James thanks Cook Ryan. for hearing the, the hate and playing with a chip on his shoulder courtesy of Ryan too. So absolutely got to love that. Zamir Watt, I mean, he's been a different running back this year. I mean, he's been the most consistent running back. For me, he's playing the way I anticipated him playing 
as a freshman before when he was before he tore his ACL. He's he looks quick. He looks nimble. He's running hard. He's mobile. He's getting in and out of cut cuts, and he's still bringing that same physicality that he's always brought. So him looking like this is really, really a strong point for Georgia to have moving forward. Yeah, I, I've caught myself a few times this year for sure. I, I fall in love with the pass. I love passing, the passing attack. And I, I feel like my biggest criticism of Georgia sometimes in the past is in the past rather is that we've we've always been good at running the ball and then we couldn't pass the ball. And my 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 biggest my biggest criticism was, man, why can't we do both? These other teams are doing both. Mm-hmm. The best thing about this week is, yeah, we didn't pass. We didn't need to. And now we can keep a team like Auburn, hopefully guessing, you know, uh, which, you know, I think with our full team uh, back to strength, the JT, then our running backs, we would keep teams completely guessing for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So got to love the way our offensive pro- offense produced. Obviously, we didn't have JT, so it kind of changed the game plan. Um, Stetson, he's gonna be—he's always gonna be what it is. He's always gonna be kind of that game manager style of quarterback that we've had in the past. Um, He—he will do enough to you for you that you can win games with Stetson as your quarterback. He's not gonna make a lot of plays that's gonna lose you ball games. But we also, without JT, we lack the downfield passing attack. So. As good as Stetson is, he does have his flaws in areas that I really feel like we will need going forward if we want this season to go where we want it to and ultimately end up in Indianapolis playing for a national championship. Yeah, absolutely agree with you there, Ty. I think it was – I think you well said there. Yeah, so – but really, just watching this defense week in and week out, I, I keep running out of words to describe it, honestly. I mean, you see all these stats. You see people talking about it. I mean, we're giving up 4.8 points per game. We've only allowed one offensive touchdown all season long, and it was in a garbage time against South Carolina when we had our backups in. It, it, I'm running out of words to describe it. We are top in the SEC in sacks right now. I think we have like 25, 20 sacks or something like that on the season, but we're only blitzing like 20% of the time. That just goes to show you the kind of pressure that we're getting just with our front four. I mean, when you're able to get consistent pass rush from guys like Trayvon Walker, Adam Anderson, Jordan Davis, Devontae Wyatt, that's allowing extra help to back up into the secondary. And I mean, we've talked about it so on this podcast that, well, the one point that we thought was missing from just this being complete shutdown, perfect defense was our secondary. And I mean, if you have a front four like we've got, it kind of can help you have some deficiencies in that secondary, you know? Yeah, no, I, I agree. You know, a lot of four points a game. Uh, we're giving up 110 yards to the pass, 67 to the rush. Absolute ridiculous. And I think uh, that's the one side of the ball everyone's talking about Georgia right now all across pretty much the nation all college football fans um I I don't think people have paid as much attention to our offense but our defense is ridiculous definitely the best in the nation um and I I think we're showing that for sure yeah absolutely and I I don't think it's anything 
in regards to our offense hasn't been good. It's just, I mean, when you have such a dominant defense that we have on that side of the ball, I mean, why why would you want to talk about the offense when you could talk so much about that defense? I mean, but when you look at some stats, I mean, Georgia currently is one of two programs in college football that are top 10 in points per given up per game and points per game. Coastal Carolina is the other school. So Georgia, I mean, we're putting points on the board. It's not yeah. that we're – How much? Is it 41? I think I saw somewhere 41 points. I think we're averaging about 40 points a game right now. And yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. If we can average 40 points a game all season, we will win every single game we play. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, no one is scoring 40 on us. I don't care who they are. I don't care where we play them. Yeah. That's going to win us every ball game we play if we can keep that up. We haven't trailed for a single second so far this season. We've not played yeah. from behind a single snap. Alabama, BYU, and Michigan are the only other three schools that can say that. So, I mean, the stats are just out of this world. Finally, the last stat I kind of want to touch on. Through five games so far this season, Georgia has yet to give up a 1,000 total yards of offense, which is just out of this world. Um, there's only been three instances in the past that this far into a season, a team is yet to give up a thousand yards. Those were 2007 LSU Tigers and both the 2011 and 2012 Alabama teams. Um, those three teams all share something in common, that being that they won the national championship. So yeah. the, the start to the season that we're having is super historic and it's proven that when teams get off to the start that we're getting off to so far this season, I mean, it's, it's proved that they're in it for real and it's really helped lead teams in the past to such historic things. So definitely something to get excited about and just continue to talk about. Yeah. I mean, George has had some great defenses in the past and I can't remember if we talked about this on the podcast or outside of it, but I mean, it is just so much fun to watch some defense. I honestly, you know, I, I wouldn't say I've ever zoned out or not really paid attention on defense, but it definitely wasn't always the most exciting part for me, mm-hmm. but I, I really can't say that's the case now. I mean, I, it is so much fun to watch us. Yeah, I agree. Completely I, shut I, down teams. I enjoy watching our defense play on the field more than I do our offense this year and can say that without a doubt. Um, every single snap that we play on defense is much what must watch TV just because just how much we dominate and just get in the backfield and stop the run and get after the quarterback. I mean, it's it's beautiful. It's really fun to watch. And I'm very happy that we're getting to go through it. But that's it's kind of enough about Arkansas. I mean, we can't really say much about a 37 to zero win. It was dominant. Um, I was really happy with the way we played. Game day was there. The crowd was loud. We obviously we forced a few penalties with how being as loud as the crowd was. So all in all, it was a really, really successful win. People were talking coming into the game, talking about Arkansas as a sleeper pick. They could give us a game. And we came out from this from the kick opening kickoff. We came out elite. We came out playing fast. We went right we went right down the field on the opening drive and scored a touchdown. So it was a pretty perfect Saturday for me and just need to continue to string games like that together going forward. 
any final thoughts you want to give on the Arkansas game? No, I, like I said, I think we've said everything about Arkansas. Like, uh, best of luck going forward. Uh, it'd be nice to see him again. Uh, not sure if that's going to happen, but we'll see. Yeah. But I'm ready to get in Auburn if you are. Yeah, one final. It was really nice to see the video after the game of Sam Pittman uh, hugging all the Georgia offensive linemen. I mean, it was like a two-minute video, and I think he hugged like 50 different people. So that just goes to show you the kind of impact he left on our program. But, but yeah, like you said, yeah. we're here tonight to ultimately talk about this Saturday's game against Auburn. Um, it is the Deep South's oldest rivalry. Every single season, there's always a few games that I just love watching more than any other. Um, for me, obviously, where we live, Tennessee is always a big one. We have a lot of Tennessee fans. So that's always a game with a lot of bragging rights, whether we win it or whether they win. And my other one has to be Auburn. I think Auburn yep. is my favorite game that we play every year. Just because, honestly, I love their uniforms. I love their stadium. Their campus is beautiful. I've lo I love a lot of the players that they've had there in the past. They're just ve so very similar to us. And it's always a competitive game for the most part. Um, we lead the all-time series with Auburn currently, 61-56. to 56. Um, We're on a four-game win streak against Auburn dating back to 2017's SEC championship game. Um, they, they always play us close, whether it's in Athens or whether it's in Jordan-Hare. So I'm really looking forward to this uh, Saturday's matchup. How do you feel about it? Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Uh, like I said, Auburn's one of those teams I've, I always like a lot. You know, definitely one of our biggest rivals. It's never been a team I've hated for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. uh, could be that we've – I mean, they've been some pretty competitive games, but we've won, I think, eight out of the last ten. Uh, so I haven't got that burning passion uh, against them. But, of course, love to beat them. Uh, definitely excited to watch this game. Yeah, and they, they tend to only beat us in years that they have national championship caliber teams. Of course, they yeah. beat us in 2013 off that fluke prayer at Jordan-Hare. Oh, gosh. They beat us in 2010 with Cam Newton, and then they beat, they beat us in, 20, in 2017, which ultimately we came back two three weeks later and really made up for that loss with a big win in the SEC title game, but – for the most yeah. part, Georgia tends to own this rivalry over the last 15 or so years. I mean, so but still very fun to watch. Kind of getting into the 2021 version of the Auburn Tigers. It starts up front. It starts in their um, in their run game. Auburn, yeah. what they want to do, similar to Arkansas, they want to pound the football. They want to run the ball straight at you. They've got yeah. arguably probably the best running back in the SEC with Tank Bigsby. He's got 74 carries on the season for 430 yards, um, averaging six yards a carry. But they also have a freshman running back, Jarquez Hunter, who's actually yep. the team's leading rusher. He is averaging 10.6 yards per carry, 447 yep. yards on 42 attempts. So, I mean – First and foremost, just like last week, the most important thing for Georgia's defense this Saturday is focusing on stopping the run. Um, yeah. We've touched on it in the past. We, I don't think anyone's going to run the ball on us. So, yeah, 
Yeah, just a few more stats to kind of go along with it there. You know, their rush yards per game as a team is 238. You know, not bad. Uh, and the rushing offense in the nation is ranked second in terms of yards per carry at almost seven. So a great running team. You know, I also think that's our biggest strength, though. I, I do feel like teams are going to struggle if running the ball is their strength and they don't have something to kind of fall back on. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely excited to see that matchup. You know, um, I'm kind of hoping that Georgia can stop that, kind of force uh, Bo, you know, try to drop back and pass. Because I also think watching the Auburn LSU game last week, you know, their line was getting blown up anytime yeah. he dropped back. I mean, just over and over. Uh, credit to him, though. I mean, something about Auburn and, and I mean, of course, Bo Nix, as much as he's got all these boneheaded plays, he's also got this – this voodoo, it seems like, man. Place sometimes you go to Jordan Hare and Auburn's got it there. And then other times on the road with a quarterback like Bo Nix, he was looking like Russell Wilson. I mean, he had three or four plays where he's dropping back, rolling out, getting hit, you know, shedding a tackle and flinging something on third and long, fourth down, you know, for a touchdown. Yeah, he's he's very good at improvising. He's good at making a play when nothing's there. He's tough to bring down. He's just really mobile. I think George is going to have to do a really good job of keeping in their rush lanes this week and not letting him get outside the pocket. Cause I mean, he's not a big guy. Um, so if we're able to keep him contained, keep him inside the tackle box and kind of get some pass rush from maybe Jordan Davis and Devonte Wyatt in the middle, I think that's going to be the most successful that Georgia can be is not allowing. I mean, it might not be a big pass rush game for Adam Anderson and Nolan Smith because they're going to be so focused on keeping him inside. So the big guys can get some push. That I think that'll be the key. I think if if we're able to shut down their run, which I think I think we're gonna be able to. What what do you think? You think they can rush for a hundred yards on us? Uh, I think if they rush for a hundred yards, that's going to be very very good for them. Like I said, that would still be good for us as well. I mean, holding them well below their average. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I feel like this is where two forces could collide here. Um, but I think even holding them to a hundred yards, if they get that much will be really good for Georgia. I mean, you're talking about a, a very good running team. Uh, I don't think 100 yards on the ground is going to beat Georgia uh, if they get that much. But like you said, I, I, I'm big this week on – I'm hoping they kind of stay a little bit outside, keep him keep him kind of in the center, keep him contained. Uh, and I feel like that shuts down everything Auburn's going to try to do. Yeah, absolutely. And you touched on it with the yards per carry aspect, Auburn's second in the country. That just that's a testament to how good those running backs are. They don't let one guy tackle them. It takes it takes a game. So, or George is going to have to be really good at rallying to the football. But just looking at Auburn's defense, they do have a pretty solid defense, as they tend to always do. Um, a couple guys that names just stick out: Zacoby McLean, Chandler Wooten at linebacker, um, also Owen Papo. All three good tacklers. All have really high tackling numbers on the season. And then they have an all-SEC defensive back, Smoke Monday. It's one of the best names in the SEC, if you ask me. <laughs> it's absolutely yeah. amazing name. Um, but, I mean, Auburn, similar to Georgia's defense, I mean, there's a lot of similarities between these two football teams. They want to stop the run first and foremost. Everything they do is centered around stopping the run, stopping up front, making sure that you have to turn into a passing team yourself. Um and if, I think that's going to be Auburn's biggest key to them having a chance to win the game on Saturday is just 
how good can they stop us and how good that can they contain our running backs and keep us down. Um, we're, I'm going to go out on a limit. I think we're probably going to see Stetson as the quarterback again this Saturday. I do think we're going to give JT another week to rest that injured lap. Um, and we did, we did, we saw last season. I mean, Stetson's worst game as our starter last year um, was the road game against Alabama. I mean, he didn't play well in that tough road environment. So I'm in, I'm interested to see how he plays in Jordan Hare on Saturday. If they were able to bottle our run game up a little bit and force him to turn into a passer back there and make plays with his arm, how consistent can he be when everyone in the stadium knows he has to pass? So that's something I'm going to be watching for. Hopefully we can keep out of those third and longs and get a bunch of positive runs on first down, second down, maybe throw the ball on first down a little bit, keep teams, keep Auburn off balance. So a couple of interesting tidbits that I'll have my eye on for Saturday for sure. Yeah, you know, I'm right there with you. Uh, I think their game plan on defense is going to be something very similar to, you know, what we're going to try to do, uh, especially since Stetson probably will be the starter, um, kind of limiting our passing attack. You know, I think they're only allowing – yeah, I'm looking here. It's 81 yards uh, rushing. Okay, so they've got a pretty similar rush defense to us. Um, they're sixth in the nation there on rush defense, only averaging two and a half yards per carry. So, I mean, I, th- I think uh, even with our week last week, we might have a tough time running the ball. Um, so we might have to get a little creative. Um, so I was kind of watching the Auburn LSU game too. You know, it's the most recent game they've played. Um, is they completely, I mean, shut down any type of rushing attack for LSU. But what killed them and what I think that we can use here, which you got to think, Stetson's a mobile guy too. So if we can get outside, I'm hoping he can exploit that. But something I th- think that Georgia should really try to do is with those tight ends and guys in the slot is LSU killed Auburn for most of the game with crossing and mesh routes, going across the field, kind of a little rollout, stuff like that. I mean, it was, I think he threw for 335 yards, 345 yards, something like that. I do think that we would be able to do that. Maybe not as much down the field, long range passing, but there's little crossing routes, little mesh routes, I think would be really successful against Auburn. Yeah, absolutely. I'm de- I'm, it's going to be interesting to see how we play on offense. Always uh, fun to see our teams play in that road environment. I know sometimes it can lead to poor play, and we've lost a few up there. So I'm, it's all, it'll be fun to watch, so definitely. So yeah, going definitely. into the game, um, Vegas currently has us slotted as Georgia being favored by 14.5 points. Um, just your initial thought on that spread. How do you see that playing out? And how do you see um, being able to cover that? So it's pretty interesting. I mean, it is in Jordan Hare. I, I thought it was interesting that they have more belief, uh, I mean, in Auburn than they did, again, with Arkansas versus us. Um, I mean, again, Jordan Hare, um, you know, they do got that good rush defense. We do have Stetson playing. Even with all that, though, I still think I think we're going to come with similar game plans. I think we have more talent. Mm-hmm. I, I think we'll, we will cover. I do think I'm not going to sit here and say I'm scared of this team. Um, I feel like Auburn's a team that we do pretty well against, but I, I don't want to make any mistake about it. I don't think this is a game we can come in screwing around in either. Um, Auburn is known for upsets. Uh, it's in Jordan Hare. You know, I, I think 
whoever wins a turnover battle here too. You know, I, I still am not sold on Stetson Bennett completely. I think one or two picks could maybe happen this game. Uh, maybe putting them in favorable field position. I hope not. Um, I still think we'll cover. I think there might be – it might be a little tighter maybe in the first half, but I think we pull away in a pretty big way. Yeah, I mean, you touched on it. It's definitely not a game that we can lollygag in because um, the longer that we let them hang around, the longer that we let them keep it a close game, the more and more that crowd's going to get into the game. And that's just something we don't want. I mean, we want to come out fast. We want to build a lead. We want to eliminate the the, fa- the crowd factor, you know. So right. the quicker we can get the crowd out of the game, get the fans sitting down, the quicker that Georgia can go to work in the run game, go to work on offense and, and build that lead. I'm right there with you. I do think that, I mean, I do think it's pretty certain that we are the more talented team, I think, in all facets of the game. I think our line is, I think our offensive line is start, finally starting to hit its stride up front after a rough start to the season. I do think we're starting to get a little healthier. Um, there's rumors going around that Don Blaylock could maybe see the field. Um, obviously, we saw Darnell last week. Arian Smith's working his way back. Marcus Rosemey's working his way back. So, as more and more guys start getting healthy in Georgia's offense, I think we're going to continue to see us get more and more explosive on that aspect and become more two-dimensional, being able to run the ball and throw the ball. And once, I mean, once we're able to move the ball consistently on offense, it's going to be really, really fun to watch our team. My biggest thing, I don't see how Auburn. I don't see how they can score more than 17 points on us without a defense or no. special team score. So as long as we're able to take care of the ball, don't make any silly mistakes on offense, giving them a short field, throwing a pick six, or I mean, I mean, we blocked a punt for a touchdown, giving them the, a momentum play like that. I do see us yeah. covering this spread pretty easily in the second half and getting out of Auburn with another big time win, which. I mean, if we're able to beat a Auburn team by 15 points on the road, I'll definitely take that any given Saturday. So, oh yeah, I'll take that. And you know, talking about Auburn and this game, you know, they're going to try to run the ball. You know, they're going to be facing our rushing defense, fourth in the nation, right? I think we force them out of that because we're going to start coming at him. Uh, Bo Nix, like he has this ability to make, make these crazy passes, like we're saying. I don't think he can do that for a whole night, I think we'll get to him. Then all of a sudden he's trying to pass the ball, you know, and then we're first in the nation there uh, right now as far as yards per attempt defending that. So, I don't know, I'm pretty confident about this game. I just don't feel like it's going to be a good matchup for Auburn uh, yeah. in this game. I'm the same way. So, we both got Georgia covering the 14-and-a-half on the road. So, getting into the rest of our SEC picks, first off, we'll – I'll kind of go over my picks from last week. I went four and four last week, winning the Tennessee game. I got the Georgia game right. I picked South Carolina, and I also had Kentucky covering. I didn't necessarily pick them outright. I know I said on the podcast that I wanted to, and I was really close to doing so. But, I mean, they won outright, which is it's always a good day when the Florida Gators lose. So I did get the Vanderbilt game wrong. UConn hung around, and Vandy won on a field goal. Auburn won outright against RSU, and Ole Miss forgot to turn the microwave on. Um, that was an absolute beatdown by Alabama. Obviously, Lane Kiffin making the snide comment in pregame about 
get your popcorn ready. Uh, didn't work out too well for him. But Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why he'd say that. I feel like that's just unwarranted pressure on your team. And I mean, I feel like with what he's trying to do too, with, you know, his whole philosophy of analytics and we're going forward and forth down. Hey, I'm all for it because I can see how, you know, his thinking is, and he said it in his, in his post game, you know, if we just punt the ball away, they're just going to score and it's going to take longer. I get all that. And it looks bad that it didn't work out that game. But if you're going to try to do that in that game, definitely don't come out making a comment like that. You know, just drawing that attention, riling up feathers. I just don't think it's a good look. Yeah, absolutely. So let's just get into this week's picks. Um, so, so far on the year to date, I'm 25 out of for 20 or 25 wins, 20 losses against the spread. So, not a great record, but I'm over 500, so that's all you could ask. Obviously, we both have Georgia favored by 14 and a half, covering that spread against Auburn. Um, the first game on the docket for this Saturday will be Tennessee um, at home against South Carolina. Tennessee's favored by 10 and a half points. How do you see that one playing out, balls versus Gamecocks? I think Tennessee really surprised me last week, looked really good. Didn't expect them to put up 40 points much less, you know, 60. Uh, I, th- I think they'll fare really well here and beat South Carolina. I think they will end up covering as well. Yeah, I, def- I definitely agree. Tennessee ran the ball all over Missouri last week, putting up yep. 62 points. Uh, 10.5 is a big number. South Carolina's got a decent defense, but Tennessee's firing on all cylinders right now and the game's at home. So I'll take Tennessee with the points. Next up, we've got Vanderbilt traveling to Florida. Obviously, Florida coming off the tough loss to Kentucky. Florida's favored by 38 and a half. Uh, that's a big number. Um, I'm going to take Florida, though, just because I know that Vanderbilt's not good. So I'm going to roll with yeah. the here and take them to cover the spread against Vandy. I went back and forth with this one for a little bit until I remembered last week. And, I mean, UConn, Vandy, I tried to give them a chance, you know, and cover that. Uh, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt, but they're just a very, very, very bad football team. Uh, definitely think Florida will cover here. I, I don't think I could be blamed for thinking they wouldn't, honestly. Yeah. Next up, we've got Arkansas at Ole Miss. So both teams that are coming off of losses to the SEC juggernauts, us in Alabama. Ole Miss at home is favored by six and a half points. Uh, for me, I'm going to roll with the Rebels. I do think that they're going to get back on track this week. I think Ole Miss's offense is going to get rolling again. Um, Sam Pittman and Arkansas obviously hitting the tougher part of their schedule over these next few weeks. I do think Ole Miss is going to get them and cover the six and a half at home. You know, uh, I got Ole Miss here covering versus Arkansas. I think uh, last week looked bad, but I do think Ole Miss is a very good football team. Um, I think they could have definitely done some things differently to give themselves a better chance last week. Um, I think they'll get back on track, like you said, two times. I think they'll, I think they'll do good. Uh, you know, hope it doesn't go down here, downhill here for Arkansas. I think they are a good team. Hope they don't get discouraged. But I do fit, see them finishing the year out with two or three losses. Uh, yeah, I got all Miss here. Yeah. So next up, we've got North Texas at Missouri. Missouri's served by 19. I don't really know much about North Texas, but I know that Missouri's got an awful defense. So I'm not I'm not even I'm not picking them to cover a 19 if they can't stop anybody. So give me North Texas with the points. 
Yeah, uh, and it seems like that Missouri offense is kind of struggling some as well. Mm-hmm. I don't think – I feel like this is a dangerous one, so I don't think I'm going to pick them to cover either. So next up we've got LSU at Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky 5-0, and number 16 in the country, setting up a big matchup next week in our next game next week against Kentucky in Athens. Um, but for now, I'm going to pick Kentucky to cover the three-and-a-half against LSU. LSU is down bad right now. Um, a lot of people don't think Orgeron's going to make it through the season. He's got a rough, rough schedule coming up in the next few weeks, and they've already gotten off to a rough start. So give me Kentucky. Yeah, I hate that for them. Uh, they definitely had their chances in that Auburn game, but it happens. Uh, Kentucky's a really good team, and I got them covered as well. So last one, we've got Alabama at Texas A&M. Alabama favored by 17.5 points. Texas A&M is not good this year. They're, they can't score, and we know what Alabama is. Give me Bama, and I would be comfortable taking Bama if they were favored by 25. Yeah, I, this is going to be a beatdown. Uh, A&M can't score. Alabama is going to get their points, get their 35, 40 points, I think, easily. Uh, I just I just don't see the response here from yeah. A&M. I really don't. Nor do I. I don't think it'll even be close. I do think that you you did want to make one more point, right? Before we head yeah, I, I just wanted to say, you know, going into the rest of the season, you know, I was kind of looking at some of our passing stats. I was kind of curious about that. You know, I, like I said, I feel like that side of the ball is kind of uh, neglected nationally. I don't think people really talk about us there. Well, we look really good, at least, you know, and our team passing efficiency. You know, I think we're not in the nation – with a rating of 172, put that in perspective, Alabama's at 185, which is considerably close because I think the first team is considerably higher than them. Um, and then also their passing offense, we're 16th in the nation, nine and a half yards per attempt. Uh, and you got to think this is rotating quarterbacks around, you know, kind of some weird stuff happening there. I just wanted to take, keep an eye on that going through the rest of the season, kind of watch for that to develop. Yeah, absolutely. Gotta love it. Yes, but, so that will do it for another episode of the Between the Mics podcast. As always, we thank you for listening. Derek, my friend, thank you for coming on again this week and talking some Georgia football. Yes, sir. Hope for a good game. Hope for a Georgia win. And uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, as always, go dogs. Go dogs.